Zakesvantwini Osama right here on SAFM. It is the chill zone and coming up on our legendary section, we speak to uh, Professor Mamoketi Pakang. What an amazing individual. Uh, previously, uh, she held the position of Vice-Chancellor at the University of Cape Town and uh, having previously also served as Deputy Vice-Chancellor for Research and Internationalization since January 2017. Prior to that role, held the position of Vice Principal for Research and Innovation at the University of South Africa, that's UNISA, uh, for a period of five years, following a three-year tenure as Executive Dean uh, of the College Science and Engineering and Technology within the same institution. And Professor uh, Pekeng holds a, a doctoral degree, the PhD in Mathematics Education from the University of Witwatersrand and is globally globally recognized as a leading scholar in that particular field. And she joins us online. Good evening and a warm welcome to the Chill Zone. Good evening, Beta. How are you? I am fantastic. I am so excited and I would like to say thank you so much for giving us time and making time to chat to us. What an inspiration. So, starting right at the beginning, here you are because you're so vibrant. You are so vibrant for somebody who who is into, you know, in mathematics education. You know, you'd expect somebody who looks more like, a, you know, they wear big glasses, thick lenses, very oh, quiet, wow. very sheepish. And here you are. You are just full of life. How did you get into this particular um, section of, I mean, mathematics education? That wasn't my best test in school, you know. <laughs> I mean, better. Was I counting your your best subjects? Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, mathematics, accounting, not so great. Economics, I'm good. Well, well, but you know the reason I'm asking is because people feel comfortable declaring their their inability in mathematics. People who are highly achieved in whatever they're doing now as adults preach the message to our young people that they were never good at maths and therefore make our young people feel I'm not even going to try because I don't, I, I can't be fine without it. So in the process, we're losing a lot of young people who could be scientists, engineers, boiler makers and so on because they, they are just scared of it and they think, well, if Auntie Beta did it without maths, why should I bother? You know, so so here's my rule. My rule is if you have nothing good to say about mathematics, don't say anything. I can just imagine. I can just <laughs> I can just imagine. So you you decide you, you were you I excellent. Went into it. You you were just here's good at thing. it. Uh, you know, I I went into mathematics because the truth of the matter is that I was bad at everything else. It's not necessarily that I was good at it. Mm-hmm. It was easier because I didn't have to memorize a lot. Yeah. So, so it's not it's not like I'm in mathematics because I'm smarter. I'm in mathematics because I'm not so smart. Okay. Because yeah, because you know, smart people will remember everything. You know, in history, all those dates, all those names of people in all these revolutions. They will quote what they said. They will remember all the parts of the body as they have to in biology. And, you know, it, those subjects, are it's memory. You've got to remember a lot of things. Whereas with mathematics, I don't have to remember much. 
Mm. I just have to catch the big idea. And then from there, I just think and I and, and you do it. So it's for the for the if you're lazy, go for maths. Yeah. Because you don't have to memorize every I honestly and truly say to you, I was bad at you know, at, at or any subject that I have to remember stuff. I was yeah. bad at it. And mathematics I settled in it because I figured that I don't have to memorize. Um you know, you, you get the big idea, for example, of what the theorem of Pythagoras is about. Mm, so From there, you know what it says, and then you apply it everywhere. Uh, you apply it wherever it's needed, where you see a right-angled triangle, and they're asking you something. You think, okay, there is theorem of Pythagoras. I might need to use it to get to what they, you know. So so it's, it's not like I have to memorize that particular rider. I just have to memorize the big ideas, and then I use them to solve any rider in geometry. But it's the same in algebra. It's the same in any area of mathematics. Wow. So it's easier. Yeah. Well, you make it sound very easy. You make me feel like I could just go back to school <laughs> and start all over again right now. Let's just it's take a small easier. let's take a small break and when we get back, uh, we continue with our conversation because we want to really know who is Professor Mamoketi uh, Pakeng when we get back. The Chill Zone with Bertha Charuma. And of course, online we have the legendary uh, first black female South, Afri uh, South African to obtain a PhD in mathematics education, Professor Mamoketi Pakang. So, the big question who is uh, Professor Mamoketi Pakang? Who is she? <laughs> well, she's a, a mother. Um, uh... A, a woman with a sharp social conscience who recently summited Kilimanjaro. Congratulations. <laughs> You're killing me right now. Can you be I'm good flexing. at one thing? Hey, you <laughs> <I'm flexing. laughs> you, you just are, you're just exhaling everywhere. Uh, well, I mean, it's there's only one life you have, but one life. You live only once. It's not coming again. I'm 57 this year. I will not be 57 again. You are a spring, so, spring, spring somebody. Let me tell you that. <laughs> so, 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 and, and better, I do hard things. So I did this hard thing, you know, and, uh, but, but my life has been that way, you know, disruptive, doing hard things. You know, mm. uh, yeah. So, so I did this, but, but yeah, it's basically yes. I'm, I'm generally a very, very positive, um, lively, colorful uh, human being um, who's not. Uh, I mean, I, I didn't even know that this is anything special. Uh, just being you, I didn't think it's special. It was just the easiest thing to to be. It's just it is just the easiest thing to to be. And from when I was young, it's always been the easiest thing to be. And now I'm like, wow, people think it's special. So, which means actually trying to be someone else is what many human beings are doing. I mean, how hard is that? That's that's so true. Look, I've I've just been looking at you know, what you've achieved in your life. And just looking at it, I thought, you know, if I were to go through all this, it'll take a whole week. You know, I would yeah. have to be, you know, saying 
talking about your life achievements for a, for a while. But the beauty is now we can just, you know, nip it and, and, and put it in a nice little bucket or a, a nice little bubble and compress it because you're right here to share that with me. Any moments that you consider to have been a challenge, a daunting challenge? You know, parenting, parenting has been a daunting challenge because... Um, you know, first of all, it never ends, and and there's no manual, there's no yeah, there's no formula, and and that's why I consider um, having raised children to the level that they are now a huge success. It's my biggest success. It's better than my PhD, better than summiting Kilimanjaro to Uhuru Peak. I mean, it's it's yeah, it's it's delicate even because even now. You you know as my children are adults, but as you go along, you 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 handle it delicately. You handle it with care. Certainly, I do, uh, but I I have found it challenging. And and my children are great. I mean, it's not like, you know, um, we've had things falling apart. But every child has got their own drama. And and as you raise children, you you want to do it well. You know, this is a lifetime relationship that has to go well. So so I have found that very challenging, very educational, very instructive. I mean, it has taught me so much. I never thought uh, I would love young people as much as I do now. And I do love young people because of my children, mm-hmm. you know. I've learned, I've learned so much uh, about young people just by, by, by having children. And, and I've been humbled so much uh, just just by raising children, um, and so I, yeah, it's the it's been the biggest lesson, the biggest challenge, the biggest achievement, you know, because they are good. They are, you know, it's one thing to have children and raise another. It's quite another mm. to raise young men, and you say these are good human beings. I mean, the fact that they've got degrees and they're doing well is neither here nor there, you know, uh, because that doesn't make you a good human being, you know. Um, the, the good human beings that I look at, um, and, I'm, and I'm so thankful to God for that. So, yeah, mm. that's been the hardest. We're going to take another small break. When we get back, I want to know the highlights of your career. I'm sure you have moments where you go and you think about and you you just have a smile all by yourself when we get back. The Chill Zone with Bertha Charuma. And it is nine minutes before nine. We've got the legendary uh, Professor Mamoketi Pekeng chatting to us. Amazing individual, so inspiring. And I just think, you know what, Professor, you need to just make it a point to try and encourage our children to just love mathematics education. Because, you know, I, I, I bet you my bottom dollar, a lot of parents out there who have their children, a lot of kids always says, no, mathematics is difficult. Oh, my goodness. Why do I have to do mathematics? I'd rather do, you know, uh, literature. I'd rather do English. I'd rather do, uh, you know, my local language or something like that instead of just zoning in and, and, and do this. But coming back to you as our legend, I, I asked a question earlier on highlights of your career, that moment when you think about, you smile. You know, um, I think I think getting the honorary doctorate at the University of Bristol, the honorary doctorate in science, um, 
you know, having traveled with my mother and my boys, um, gosh, it was so special. Um, I mean, getting the letter was one thing. It was so unbelievable. We're like, what? I mean, University of Bristol is the top 50 in the world. And, um, you know, and then I thought I must go with my mother. I want my boys to be there. And I didn't know what, what my children had planned. And there I am. The, my citation is read. And I, I, as I go towards the podium, or, you know, to, to be kept and go towards the podium after that to give a speech, my mother stood up and did the, uh, the praise poem in Setswana. Oh, my God, right wow. in Britain. Gosh, I know my mother is a queen, but that moment it was very powerful. It was very powerful because um, I had prepared my speech, and and really the speech, say in the speech, basically in brief I was saying this honorary doctorate is not just for me, and it's not about me. And there's my mother symbolically um, uh, uh, sort of announcing Africa to Britain. Many people have never seen that. And um, they've heard about this. Maybe they've seen it on TV or whatever. And my mother standing up, the hall was quiet. Like people were sitting very quietly. You could hear a, a pin drop. And my mother was going on and was walking towards the stage with my son, my son um, uh, holding her hand. And um, yeah, it was amazing. And she walked upstage until she got to me and gave me a hug. And then she went down and the hall went berserk. That was very special, Beta. I could play that over and over and over again. And as I say, it wasn't so much about the doctorate. It was about... Uh, us being proud to be African, us announcing that this is a moment for Africa. I'm getting a doctorate, but it's this this is a message to all the black kids all over the continent that this can it can be done. And my mother doing this this in Setswana was exactly that was symbolically. She didn't care whether they, that they can't understand her. It doesn't matter. And I said to them, these things are not translated. Um, it, it is there's a, they are a praise poem. They tell you know who we are, the mountains that we have climbed, the valleys and the wars that we fought and won. How brave we are, how strong we are, and how amazing, maybe how beautiful we are. And and this is just a, an announcement of who we are here. And 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 yeah, very, very special. It's still special now talking about it. I can just imagine your mom must have been a proud, a proud, proud uh, lady because it's very rare when we are older that our parents are still living. Yes. It's very, yeah. very rare. And yeah. wrapping up Women's Month, well, it wrapped up yesterday. Today, it's spring day. It's all about happiness. But I want to go back mm. to wrapping up uh, Women's Month, not Women's Day, Women's Month. Mm. What mm. would be your words of wisdom to any young woman listening to our conversation today? You know, uh, I would use uh, what I call my, my motto. I do hard things. And I want to say to young women of our continent, choose to do hard things. It is only when you do the hard things 
that you, you, you become better. We, we will never achieve, we can never achieve excellence until we choose to do the hard things. So don't go for easy, because easy is the quickest way to distraction. Just choose the, to do the hard things. In that way, we as women will succeed in normalizing this idea that we can do anything. We can lead, we are capable, we don't have to lead like men, and we can do quality work. So let's do hard things. They can be done. Professor? Thank you so much for joining us. That's uh, Professor Mamoketi Pakeng chatting to us um, and, of course, on our legendary section. She is a legend and we need to take a page and a half or two pages or five pages of her wisdom and advice. And I think we'll just become better women in the near future. Thank you so much for joining us and uh, have yourself a great weekend ahead.